0: It's time to play like a Jet. With
1: your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet, what does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! going to go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it, quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Ellen Got it. Breaking away Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the
0: touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets.
1: Listen, thank you.
0: This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Jet 1. And it's another off day for the New York Jets, two days in a row before training camp starts up again. And so, to answer some of your questions, we bring in our friend, who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the swing over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's up, brother?
1: Ah, you know, not too much. Just trying to uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, time outside the heat today.
0: That's a smart move. You don't want to get cooked, Dalvin cooked. (laughs) Oh, boy. What can I tell you, Chris? We've been hearing these rumors for months, so I had to let that one out now before I'm not going to have an opportunity anymore once a deal gets done one way or another, whether it's here or with another team. But I will say lots of rumors with Delvin Cook, but also some rumors popping up about Devontae Adams. Now, I should say it's not really rumors. It's just now people are going to talk because – The Raiders are going to be bad. The Jets just cleared a ton of cap space. Devontae Adams, of course, is if not the best receiver in the league, then second after Justin Jefferson. And so if you've got a win now team and you have the cap space and the Raiders are bad and Aaron Rodgers is here with the Jets, connect the dots, la, 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 as Pee Wee Herman used to like to say. The problem, of course, is that the Raiders would have a $54 million dead cap hit. If they were to move Devontae Adams now, and they would have a $41 million dead cap hit if they did it next year, it just doesn't appear to be feasible. But putting that aside and putting aside the completely non-credible person who began this dialogue, whose name I won't mention because I don't want to give him the attention, on paper, if it wasn't for those financial barriers, it would make a lot of sense because the Jets did just clear up a lot of money. They are in win-now mode. Rogers is here. And if you took Devontae Adams and put him with Garrett Wilson, you could get rid of Corey Davis, clear out $10.5 million. I'm sure there are other ways that you can move things around if you needed to. But Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams together with Aaron Rodgers, holy smoke, you want to talk about going all in. That is going all in. You could argue that that would be two top 10 receivers on the same team. And maybe by the end of this year, we'll see what happens. If Garrett Wilson continues to progress You could have two all-pro receivers on the same team if that were to keep up. You'd have a Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell type situation here with the Jets. So I don't think it's feasible from a financial standpoint, unrealistic. But it is fun to talk about, Chris. It is fun to think about. And obviously with all the connections involving Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and all of that, it's something that in a fantasy world would be great. But it just doesn't seem like it's going to be in the cards. We got a bunch of questions about it. So I figured we would start the mailbag today with that particular issue. As far as you're aware, have there even been any whispers about the possibility of Adams at some point asking for a trade to the Jets? I would imagine probably not, but you never know. Sometimes people like to chatter about these things.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely I nothing at all. There's been nothing like that. Um, this is one of those things It's like, Depending on how you approach this, uh, it dictates how I'm going to feel about the subject even being broached. If you approach it as you did, essentially just like a thought experiment, then cool. Let's have some fun with this. But if you're going to go the other route of like the person who tried to make this a story, because this is this is the thing with sports media is you just says things now, and people run with it. And then the responsible people in the media are left to sit here and uh, just kill your dreams. When when you fans hear this stuff and go, oh my god, this would be amazing. And then you turn to the responsible media, who now we have to take your dog out back and, and put it back. Because this is absurd. And this is a thing in life that I always complain about: is is people don't think things through enough. They think they're they feel their initial reaction to something, and then maybe the next step, but they don't go like two or three steps beyond. Where my brain, I can't help; it just automatically forever taking steps forward. Um, if you just take one more step forward and say, "Okay, well, what's the contract like?" That's it. You got your answer. It's it's (laughs) untradeable. That's what the contract is like. So you, he could want out, and the Raiders could be willing to do it, but they're gonna sit there and they're gonna be like, yeah, fifty million dead cap. No, we're not doing that. We're just gonna. We're all just gonna be unhappy for a year. That's the case. And now. Is there a possibility that they could get together and restart? Okay, maybe, but that's not how the NFL works. And Devonte Adams isn't going to throw, uh, you know, that type of fit. He's happy. He's in Vegas. It is. It is funny because he left the Packers to go back to play with his old quarterback, and now could he leave Vegas to go back to play with his old quarterback? Two different old quarterbacks but I don't know but that's not happening he's going to be content to just write out the year in Vegas with that money um it's it, again it's super fun to think about it would be awesome to think about but that dead cap may let you know that it's it's not it's not possible it's it's just not feasible
0: the dead cap in 2025 is not terrible so I guess if Devonte Adams is still at a high level and at that point Aaron Rodgers is still playing then maybe that's something that could happen at that point. But Devontae's already past 30. So I find it hard to believe that all of those things would happen, that Adams would still be at an all-pro level, that Rodgers would still be playing, and that they would come back together after all of this. It would have to be a perfect storm and it wouldn't happen until 2025. So Anybody who's thinking this is going to happen anytime soon. Sorry. As Chris said, unfortunately, sometimes reality gets in the way of our most fun fantasies. Next question comes in from Michael Palace. He asks, what do you think Jeremy Ruckert's role will be with the team in 2023? Will he be just the tight end or could they make him sort of a Kyle use type player in this offense? Also from one to 10, how concerned should Jets fans be about the offensive line right now?
1: All right. Let's, Let's start start here, and this isn't, uh, you know, criticism of of Michael here or or his question, but just I want to preempt this. The name Kyle uchek was mentioned, so could could they use record in similar ways without fans hearing this and thinking, "Oh my God, we got the next Kyle uchek because when you talk about somebody like Kyle Jucheck, it's hard to talk about things in like, you know, a little 20 percent of what Kyle, people just hear the name and then they get excited. Like, oh, well, you mean we can do similar stuff? So that means we have Kyle Jucheck. No, no that's not how it works. Um, I could I absolutely see them using record and, you know, HBAC type roles there. Uh, but I don't. How productive remains to be seen. Um, you know, I don't. I wouldn't uh, have any envisions in my or dreams in my head about him being as productive or successful or useful in that type of role as Zuchek. But uh, you know, he he started the fight with Mike Clemens, so you he, he's he's got some balls on him. You, you got some fight in him. That that's that's good to see with the tight end. You, you're gonna want to see him you know engaging guys head on he's not going to be scared because and we know that he he tried to fight Michael Clemens um what I'll say this isn't a question but an observation I made the other day was so I remember this observation last training camp was I thought Tyler Conklin was going to have a huge year and obviously there's reasons for some of it was his fault. But it was also just the quarterbacking play. I watched Aaron Rodgers. He he's going to know how to use and take advantage of Tyler Conklin a little bit more. So I I, I do expect to see big things out of him, uh, relatively speaking, of course, with Aaron Rodgers now this year. Uh, and and I do see them trying to bring Rucker along in that type of you know having more versatility. But he's still not going to play like a ton of the snaps, I don't think. like I I think you're probably looking at like 30 to 40 percent of snaps, something like that, maybe a little bit more. Um, so they'll they'll do some stuff. they'll have them in the backfield, try to create mix uh, and you know, matchup uh advantages in their favor. But it's it's going to be small and limited doses. Obviously, if he has success with it, they can carve out a bigger role. That's what they'd look to do. But yeah, I, I see them trying to to slowly get that ball rolling. I don't think that they're going to be coming right at the gate with it or anything like that, though. About the off, how nervous this is? Okay, this is the these the spot to be nervous about. There, there's offensive line and then injuries those are the two things to be nervous about now i'd say i'm i'm leaning to towards saying you should be a little less nervous than i think you probably should be because i'm thinking aaron Rodgers, the weapons every the defense the talent around the team is good enough to elevate the offensive line enough so that like They don't need to be as good as they have had to be in the past. So I, I, I think there's a little bit there to balance out, but you should be terrified. (laughs) I I was trying not to get there, but that's, that's the, that's the weak part. That's the weak uh, link in the chain. That's the part that could derail the entire season, you know, blown uh, protection, Injury, er, like, I I don't even want to say it. I'm not going to put that juju on you guys. But, yeah, that is the one thing that could blow this whole season up before it even starts. So, yeah, you should be terrified.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Tyler Sloboda. He asks, if you could go to one regular season Jets game this year and only one, Which one would it be and why? Chris, I would have to say the opener on 9-11 against the Bills at home. It's national TV. It's on Monday Night Football. It's a division rivalry game. The crowd is going to be as amped as it could possibly be for that game. It's a home game. I just think it has everything. Now, granted, if you could tell me for sure that some of the home games at the end of the season were going to be very impactful, okay, but the Bills game is guaranteed at this point to be a hot one. So I would have to say, based on what we know right now, you'd have to pick that opener against the Bills, right? Yeah,
1: because I, I, I'm sitting here looking at the schedule right now. The other thing about this is, like, you know, my thought is, like, okay, look towards the end of the season here. But you, you end the season on the road uh, with the Browns and the Patriots. Your last home game is Christmas Eve against the Wa- Washington. Yeah, like okay, sure. That could be a big game to go and maybe clinching a playoff spot, trying to clinch a playoff spot. But it's just it's against Washington. Like who cares? Um, the game before the home game before that's the Texans. You got the Falcons and then the Dolphins, and, and that's all the way like at the end of November still. So that that could be the. Because I want to give a different answer, I'm going to go ahead and circle the Chiefs and say I want to watch Patrick Mahomes up close and uh, get to watch Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes play uh, a, a night game. Uh, uh, so, you know, a game. I'll go ahead and go with that. That's but that's my answer as you know, a, a reporter covering this. If you're going for the what I would think would be the fan answer, there I, you nailed it. It's the home opener with the Bills. Um, that's the one that you, you want to go to the most. I, I guess the second from the fans' point of view, you could st- you could go with that second home game, week three against the Patriots. Just hey you got to think that you got a good chance to beat the Patriots and you haven't had a lot of those opportunities over the last couple of decades. So it's not the bills game, definitely better, uh, you know, environment atmosphere, a better game and everything. But I wouldn't knock you if you're just like, Hey man, I just want to go and watch them beat the Patriots.
0: Next question comes in from the man who coined the term usurper, our buddy, Peter J. Dillard. He says, "Uh uh-oh, it's that time again. I know that the Jets have a dominant defensive line, but I keep seeing reports about how the offensive line is getting beaten, especially Billy Turner. Brown is 38. Becton's knee will continue to be an issue. Am I overreacting? Should I not be thinking about Broderick Jones right now? (laughs) Well, I will say if it makes you feel any better – The Jets clearly didn't think that much of Broderick Jones because they weren't going to pick him. Even if he was on the board, they had Will McDonald and Michael Mayer ahead of Broderick Jones on their draft board. So it's not anything you should really be worrying about. It's not like the Jets had him stolen out from under them. And also I do think that Broderick Jones is a bit of a project. I think he's going to take a little bit of work, but I think like Chris just said, It's tough to not be worried about the offensive line. As you said, Dwayne Brown coming back from the injury, Becton's knee continuing to be an issue, Billy Turner getting beaten a lot. Despite all his starting experience, he's never been all that impressive. So we'll see how it turns out. But yeah, Chris, you just nailed it before. There's every reason for people like Peter to be nervous about this offensive line.
1: Yeah, you have to be. Again, it's the one thing that could completely derail everything. Uh, It's it's the one huge glaring weakness, and it could destroy everything. It's not like, you know, you can go into a season with one glaring weakness that's likely to rear its ugly head in the playoffs and cost you a playoff game. Like, no, this is a glaring weakness that could cost you the entire season – in week two like it could just be over and you you guys you know that feeling as Jets fans all too well and you don't That that's what getting Aaron Rodgers does for you right now is you're thinking at least we're not going to get that feeling again well the it, uh-huh. the offensive line is the one thing that could bring that back
0: next question comes in from Joe Tella he asks. If Zach Wilson plays poorly in the preseason, despite the fact that he seems to have made some strides in training camp, do you think the chances are high that the Jets will go out and get a proven veteran to back up Aaron Rodgers? It's funny because we've been talking about this for a while. Andy Vasquez said before training camp started, he thought it would be ridiculous for Zach Wilson to be counted on as the backup. Now he thinks it's pretty much a fait accompli. However, as you said, if he goes out there and he's really, really bad in the preseason, and let's say he also begins trending downward in training camp, at that point, especially considering that the third quarterback no longer takes up a roster spot, if you're the Jets, you'd have to consider getting a veteran, especially if somebody like Teddy Bridgewater is still sitting out there. Because if Zach Wilson is one Aaron Rodgers injury away, especially with this offensive line from having to play a handful of games, that could, as Chris said before, completely derail your season. Maybe someone like Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to get you to say two and two while Rodgers nurses an injury if something like that were to happen. So we'll see. As of now, I still think that Zach Wilson probably winds up the backup here, but you'd have to consider making a move for somebody like Bridgewater the way that they did with Joe Flacco a couple of years ago, if they're not liking what they see in the preseason and later on in training camp, right, Chris?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i just going to echo what and basically Andy's thought process here because I had the same thing right away. I'm almost like, oh, I don't really get the point here. Even when they did it last year when they benched him but made him the backup for that, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you're benching him because you know he's not good, like, you're not, like, All right, but if this one thing happens, then you'll be right back out there. Um, But everything that they've done up until this point leads you to believe that, yeah, Zach Wilson is the backup. Uh, And now, how much of that is that's what they're going to do? Or are they just trying to wait, like, thinking, okay, we're not going to cross that bridge until we have to? And if we have to, then they will turn and you know if all of a sudden injury pops up and rogers out for three four weeks then they'll go and look into that and make that decision but right now they're just gonna sit there and hope that nothing goes wrong and they don't have to you know possibly hurt his zach wilson's feelings even more uh i'm not saying that's that is what the case is i'm just thinking out loud here now it does seem he's taken some strides in training camp right now it's just he seems to be free, like playing more free. He's not under so much pressure. He doesn't feel like he's being watched every second. Um, I see it gets talked about a lot in tennis when you get you get down 0-6, and then you start, okay, I'm going to lose this match. So you don't care. You start ripping things, and, and you start playing better. You start playing freer. So that could happen, but no matter what, as good as that can go, eventually – the eyes are going to come back to you. You know, if, if, if all goes how he wants, they're going to, he's going to have to play again. That pressure is going to be back on him then. So that's then is the only time that's going to matter. He can make all the strides he wants in training camp. It's going to be nothing. If once he takes that snap in a real game, he folds back under the pressure again. Um, and uh, we were talking about this at practice the other day and somebody was like, well, you know, do you think that they're going to start? I'm looking at, and I was like, they're breaking down film on college quarterbacks right now. Like this very second. I, I said this the other day at practice at like 30 7 a.m., whatever it was. Someone in that building is breaking down quarterback film right now. They they hope and they're praying that the Aaron Rodgers effect helps Zach Wilson. And when Aaron Rodgers is ready to ride off into the sunset, that Zach Wilson is ready to take over. But they are also preparing for life beyond Rodgers and a whole and Wilson. But I don't think they're really worrying about the backup part of it right now. I think they're saying, all right. If an injury thing happens, we'll be able to go get the Teddy Bridgewater or whoever we want to get, and and, you know, it's of course that's not true because injury will happen somewhere else and someone gets snatched up. But their thinking is that they'll be able to get somebody to do it enough, well enough, Um, and then of course, there's if it's longer than four games, then it doesn't matter who it is anyway.
0: Next question comes in from Six NYC. He asks, "How excited are you to watch Hard Knocks?" Not going to lie, I'm pretty excited to watch it. I didn't want the Jets to get Hard Knocks because I figured it would be more drama than it's worth. But since they're going to be on Hard Knocks, I'm really looking forward to watching it. If you're a fan of a team, you always want to get that all-access pass. And we know how good HBO is at these things. And look, it was really fun in 2010. That was the first year that you covered the Jets, Chris. Hard Knocks was a blast watching on TV. We still have quotes from that show to this day that people talk about, including, of course, Rex in the let's go grab a GD snack. So plenty of reason to be excited for this if you're a Jets fan. Even if, like me, you would have preferred some other team got it, I will definitely be watching and I'm sure pretty much every Jets fan will
1: yeah you know my initial thought was i was just like i i haven't really watched hard knocks in a really long time and i think a large part of that is actually due to the rex ryan uh year it was just like all right this this isn't quite the same um and then also i you know i'm i work in this environment different team obviously than what, what's been on hard knocks these other years but like it's not the ins and outs isn't as interesting to me as everybody else, understandably so. So, um, but then I started thinking, all right, my first year covering the team was hard knocks, and then I started thinking about like being uh, and just in the background of all these things and all the different storylines. And uh the Revis holdout and the sitting at the diner, uh, all that stuff, and then him coming back at Revis Christ chance when he came back, all the players serenading him. Uh I started to think of all, you know, John Connor, the Terminator stuff. And I was just like, all right, this this'll be fun. And You know HBO is going to beat the iron sharpened irons thing into the ground even more than the Jets have already done it, but they're going to. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be fun. HBO, of course, the production value is going to be through the roof. Uh, it it's going to be a lot of fun. You got a lot of good characters, entertaining people. I'm, Michael Clemens is going to be the star of the show, I'm sure. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I was not as excited like you, but I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fun. And now I got to go watch it some more and give me a reason to get back into Hard Knocks.
0: Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com and above all that, a very big deal. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some more mailbag questions with me on this off day. Really appreciate it. We'll have more training camp reports beginning tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you check out everything Chris is doing at JetsInsider.com. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Awesome all 22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. TeePublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. It's PlayLikeAJet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.